Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. Samantha Moreland has led us in response to reading just a short passage from 1 Samuel chapter 25. There are three main characters in this passage that I want to highlight. Uh, and I want to highlight their names because their names are important. First name is David, whose name means beloved of God. The next name is Nabal or Nabal, which means foolish, stupid, or cad. Then the third name our main character is Abigail, whose name means my father is divine. Within this passage, there are two pivotal events that took place that set everything up by what we're going to discuss about Abigail accolades. The first event was that of Samuel's death. Samuel was the voice of reason. He was the voice of restraint. If you don't know, King Saul was chosen by the people because they wanted a king, but it was never God's choice. And when Saul messed up, God sent Samuel to go and find a new king, which turned out to be David. And David killed Goliath and became famous. Saul got jealous and wanted to kill David. But Samuel was always there to keep the voice of reason, to keep Saul in check. The second event was the time of sheep shearing. This was the time of rejoicing after you had reaped the benefits of your labor. Where the sheep wool was cut and sold for a tremendous amount of profit. And the shepherd would rejoice as they had a banquet. That being said, let's look at the scriptures. We look at 1 Samuel chapter 25, starting with the first three verses. And I'm reading from the New English Translation. Samuel died... And all Israel assembled and mourned him. They buried him at the home of Ramoth. Then David left and went down to the desert of Paran. And there was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel. He was very wealthy. He owned 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats at the time, was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The man's name was Nabal. His wife's name was Abigail. 
And notice the scripture just focused right now on her. She was both wise and beautiful. But the man was harsh. His deeds were evil. She was a Calamite. Now, interesting is to note that they mentioned that he was from the tribe of Caleb, descendants of one of the two spies that spoke well. So you find here that he had good pedigree. He came from good stock, yet he messed up. We can learn from that that it makes no difference what kind of background they may have, they can mess up. But now Samuel is dead. And David knew that nothing's going to hold Saul back now from trying to kill him. So he fled along with 600 men to an area that we identified as Carmel, not Mount Carmel, but an area. And actually, Nabal is a distant relative of David and Jesse. So he's in hiding, and there he comes upon Nabal's big 3,000 flock of sheep. David did something that most people wouldn't have done. He just took care of Nabal's flock. And after taking care of Nabal's flock, he made what we're going to look at, first of all, David's request. Look at that David's request. Verses 4 through 7. When David hurried in the desert that Nabal was shearing sheep, he sent ten servants, saying to them, Go up to Carmel to see Nabal and give him greetings in my name. Now, the reason he mentioned in my name, he knew that Nabal will know who he was. Then you say to notice my brother, peace to you, your house, peace to all that is yours. This is a blessing of peace. Now I hear that they are shearing sheep for you. When your shepherd was with us, we neither insulted them nor harmed them. The whole time they were in Carmel. Understand that it's rare that a whole herd of sheep survive a year to shearing time. Many sheep wander off on their own and are lost or drowned. Many of them are stolen by thieves and robbers. While others become prey to wolves and bears. So neighbor owed much of his financial prosperity to David and his men. So he makes this request. Just let me have what you will from your sheep shearing prophet. But Nabal rejected David's request. Verse 9. So David's servants went and spoke all the words of Nabal to David in David's name. Then they paused. But Nabal responded to David's servants, Who is David? And who is this son of Jesse? 
This is a time when many servants are breaking away from their master. Should I take my bread and my water and my meat that I have slaughtered for my shearers and give them to these men? I don't even know where this guy comes from. This is with other contempt and unthankfulness attitude. Nabal rejects David's request and refused to give him anything. He did not acknowledge that David was tied to him family-wise. He did not acknowledge that David had been the captain of the army who defeated Goliath when the Philistines were threatening the whole nation. He insulted David and called him a fugitive, leading a rebellion against the nation. Yes, David's request was led to Nabal's rejection, but this forced David in his mind to retaliate. Verse 12. So David's servants went on their way. When they had returned, they came and told David all these things. Then David instructed his men, each of you strap on your sword. So each one strapped on his sword, and David also strapped on his sword. About 400 men followed David up, while 200 stayed behind with the equipment. You know what? David may have overreacted here, but his anger is justifiable. And the reason I'm saying he may have overreacted, if you go to chapter 24, you find out he has Saul where he wants him. Saul is in the cave going to the bathroom. David could have killed him there, but David showed mercy on Saul, claiming that he was God to knowing it. I do want you guys to go and read chapter 24 and then come back 25 at your leisure time. But David, while he may have overreacted, his anger is justifiable. His anger is understandable. He and his men could have taken anything they want at any time by force, especially in Nabal's livestock. These were mighty men of valor who were living in the wilderness. They were angry men. In some cases, they were hungry and they were cold. They were living in caves. Life in the wilderness was not comfortable. But they had made life very comfortable for Nabal. They had protected them from thieves and from robbers and protected the livestock from wild animals, the bears, and the wolves. Therefore, Nabal's success came at their hardship. And David's retaliation led to our main character, Abigail's, and her reaction. Verse 14. But one of the servants told Nabal's Wife Abigail, David sent a messenger from the desert to greet our Lord. But he screamed at them. These men were very good to us. They did not insult them, 
nor that we sustain any loss during the entire time we were held together in the field. 3,000 sheep and not one of them being lost. Verse 16, both day and night they will protect the wall to us the entire time we were with them while we were tending our flocks. Now, be aware of this and see what you can do. For a disaster had planned, been planned for our Lord and his entire household. Speaking of Nabal, he says, he's such a wicked person and no one can tell him anything. The news of Nabal's foolish action and rejection not only caused Abigail some shock, but it caused her great concern. But it also motivated her into action. Verse 18, so Abigail quickly took 200 loaves of bread, two containers of wine, five prepared sheep, five sheaves of roasted grain, 100 bunches of raisin, and 200 lumps of pressed figs. She loaded them on donkeys, plural, and said to her servant, go ahead of me, I will come after you. But she did not tell her husband, Nabal. Riding on her donkey, she went down on the cover of the mountain. And David and his men were coming down to meet her. And she encountered them there. Picture with me now. The anger, the frustration of David, his man, who spent time in the wilderness, again, cold many nights, living in caves, while neighbors in his big old house. And all they asked for was probably less than what Abigail is bringing to them. They are angry. They are ready to fight. They have nothing to lose. Saul is on their back. So boogie boogie go the horses down. And all of a sudden they see a caravan of donkeys coming up with a figure behind them. Now it's debatable whether or not this amount of provision that Abigail has is sufficient to feed 600 men. But I want you to notice that's her expression of accolades. Now, accolades mean a token of acknowledgement. It's a form of adoration and admiration, which are a central part of worship. It's an expression of praise for something that was done. While her husband was unthankful, Abigail is expressing her thankfulness in a special form of worship. You see, praise is the voice of worship. The provisions she brought were her offerings to present to David. David was the anointed God-chosen king. He was a foreshadow of Christ 
And her action of bowing down was a symbolic act of worship. So ladies, Abigail accurately serves an example of how we should offer thankful worship to God for his protection. Now I want you to think about that. I want you to think about how grateful she was. She understood about shepherd's life. Her husband was a herdsman. She knew about wolves and thieves and robbers. And David and his men had protected her from them so that her husband could have this big, wonderful banquet for a king. So I got some questions to ask you this morning, ladies. Has God kept the thieves from stealing your joy? Has God stopped the bears from devouring your children? Has God kept the wolves from taking your mind? See, without the protection of God, some of y'all would be crazy right now. Especially if you're living with a fool. So her meeting David on the mountain road. And the words that she speaks, again, I want y'all to read this for yourself. Changed David's mind and prevented him from making a mistake. Because David understood that vengeance is mine, said the Lord. But David was so upset, he was going to take matters into his own hand. And her words of wisdom softened the king's heart to where he would not not only harm every man in town, because he said, if I live today, there won't be a man left that belonged to Naaman. So David retreated. David's retreat. Verse 32, chapter 25. Then David said to Abigail, praise be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you this day to me. David recognized that this was God's hand. Praise be your good judgment. May you yourself be rewarded for having prevented me this day from shedding blood and taking matters into my own hand. Otherwise, I surely, as the Lord God, the God of Israel, who has prevented me from harming you. And that, that's important. Because coming to David, he was so angry, he was going to kill anything. But if you read what she says, when she stops him, how she approaches him, he listened to her. If you had not come so quickly to meet me by the morning light, not even one male belonging to neighbor would have remained alive. Then David took from her hand what she had brought to him. He said, go back to your home in peace. Be assured that I have listened to you and responded favorably. Wow. 
Y'all remember when we started out about Abigail? So how, how, how did such a wise, intelligent woman get hooked up with a cat like Nabal? Truth of the matter is, it probably wasn't her choice. In that day, husbands were chosen by fathers of women for them, sometimes even before they were born. Ladies, you can be thankful that you can choose your own husband. Even though after you choose him, you may not want him. <laughs> you can be thankful that you, at least you chose him. I want you to look around, ladies, and I want you to see the most ugliest man in the congregation. And then say, thank God my dad didn't choose him for me. And it might be me, but I already got my answer. <laughs> so ladies, what can we learn? What can we learn from Abigail and her accolade? First of all, she displayed courage in the face of crisis. Courage in the face of crisis. Now, ladies, I want you to be careful here. Because the devil knows that you got power that you don't know you have. And the one thing he wants to do when he prays a crisis in your life, he wants you to panic. He knows that you are emotional creatures. And all he wants you to do is panic. Whether you get a bad diagnosis, the kids going crazy, or you're married to a fool. Or you think about marrying a fool. Don't panic in the face of crisis. Number two, her brave action saved every man in the city. Everyone. Someone may not have known, and I know, had it not been for my wife, I would not be standing here today. So if y'all talking about appreciate me, you better appreciate her. So your action, after you learn not to panic, can save more people than you think. Number three, she expressed thanksgiving and her husband stayed when he wouldn't. If you read the scripture, you'll find out she took the blame. She said, my Lord talking to David, let this fault be on me. Don't blame my husband because he's stupid. Basically, that's what she said. Put it all on me. She took the responsibility for food. Let me put it to you. Old school. She took the wrong for the right. Sound like she got a raw deal, don't it? 
But lastly, let me tell you about Abigail's reward. It's in verse 39. When David heard that Nabal had died, let me tell you what happened. She went back home after David accepted her gift. Nabal was like, hey, he was having one of the big old parties. He got drunk. She said, I ain't even bothering why he's drunk because he won't understand nothing I'm saying. But the next morning, she said, and can I put it my way? She said, listen, fool. You don't know what you did. David had 400 men coming and going to wipe you and every other man out. He said, what? Yeah, he was going to kill you. Whoa! He had a stroke. How about that? Well, paralyzed for 10 days. After 10 days, the Bible said the Lord struck him dead. Interesting point here. Now, Abigail's a widow. But he just sold 3,000 sheep wool. Somebody got a lot of money. She could have been a very rich, rich widow. But get this. When David heard that Nabal had died, he said, praise be the Lord who has vindicated me and avenged the insult that I've suffered from Nabal. The Lord has kept his servant from doing evil, and he has repaid Nabal for his evil deed. Then David sent word to Abigail and asked her to become his wife. She married the king. That song said, take me to the king. She married the king. Get this lady, though. But she left materially a prosperous lifestyle to do so. It's a sacrifice that maybe God is asking some of you guys to make today. The world has much to offer. But God is calling you to a life of worship. Perhaps there's some lady here that the king is asking, give me your life. Come and marry me. And the world is calling you to stay where you are. It's a sacrifice. And it's a decision that you are going to have to make. Will you give it all to the Lord today? Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.